welcome back, and welcome to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. How goes it, guys? <laughs> wow. I want to know what's on the other side of that side. <laughs> it goes. <laughs> you know what? It's cooling down, and I love that. True. So I'm happy about it that. It definitely is feeling like fall. Finally. Uh, the gloominess. I'm here for it. Same. Yeah. In Southern Same. California, it's like it seems like we have two one season. It's summer. It's like hot summer and cool summer. Yeah, <laughs> and finally we're getting some cool summer. So, <laughs> yeah. well, if you didn't know, I am Zen, and those were my super co-hosts Emily and Kristen. And before we begin our podcast today, I like to play a little clip of something um, mm. from the Blues Brothers. Ooh, so, oh yeah. <laughs> Are you a big Blues Brothers fan? I am, yeah. I was raised on it, that stuff. So. That they are a funny group. Yeah, they're okay. good. And come on. Oh, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to that same old place. Sweet home, Chicago. Come on. Okay. And if this clip didn't give it away, and you didn't have a chance to read the title of our podcast, we're talking about Chicago, the Windy City, and why you should go. (laughs) And for some of you, you may be thinking, Chicago, really? I mean, I think Chicago is great, so I'm happy about it. But we're here to tell you that Chicago has everything you would want from a great international city. It's got amazing architecture. Art, check, food, check, sports and entertainment, check and check. Throw in its lakeside location, Midwestern charm and music scene. And you have a no brainer for its incre- for it as an incredible vacation spot. And we're going to tell you more after our short sponsor break. At 21, Steve Jobs founds Apple Computer. Colonel Sanders is 62 when his first KFC franchise opens. Success can come at any age. Need help jumpstarting your success? With thousands of courses and 60-plus certificate programs, UCI Division of Continuing Education can help. Courses are offered every quarter, so start today at ce.uci.edu forward slash amazing. So as always, before we start our recommendations, we always like to give a short history lesson. So if you didn't know, today Chicago is an international hub for finance, culture, commerce, industry, education, technology, telecommunications, and transportation. Founded in 1830, oh my God, the rest of the world is like, what? (laughs) Founded in 1830. um, Yeah. And located on Lake Michigan, which is one of the five major like what do we call it? great lakes great <laughs> lakes, lakes. <laughs> <laughs> <The> major lakes <laughs> uh, chicago is the third largest city in the u.s behind new york and los angeles and the largest city in the american midwest oh. being on lake michigan um, which is a major waterway chicago because of its location became a critical part of the u.s landscape in the 1800s as it became a transportation hub between eastern and western united states And with the advent of the refrigerated rail car and the regional centrality of the city's union stockyards, Chicago then became a U.S. manufacturing and retail powerhouse, particularly in meatpacking. 
Obviously, there's a lot more we can talk about uh, with Chicago's history. There's the Great Chicago Fire of 1871, the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893, the Prohibition Era in the 1920s, Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement, and the Mafia. But alas, we are a travel podcast, not a history podcast, although we Mm. like to give a little foundation before we dive into our travel. Uh, But be sure to do some Googling on the history of Chicago if you are interested. It is definitely an interesting afternoon's read. So back to where why you came here. Um, we were talking about Chicago, but the travel part. Uh, so we're going to tell you about our top nine favorite things to do in the Windy City. So, Fun fact, do you yes. guys know why it's called the Windy City? I actually don't. Why is it called the Windy City? Because it's windy? Yeah. <laughs> so I've, what I learned, and I haven't actually verified this like recently, but people always think it's, you know, it's very windy because it's on the lake. But my understanding is that it's called the Windy City because politically it moves left to right all the time. So they say it's huh. windy that it'll go back and forth, that it, it's, it isn't stable in that way. That's what I've heard. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but someone fact checked that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it is also weather-wise very windy. <laughs> it is, because it's on the, the lake. Yep, yeah. the lake. There we go. Okay, so I will start off with um, the boat tour. So, like Kristen said earlier, I mean, it's on a lake, so there's a ton. It's a big waterway. Um, so, they have, like, the river boats, and then they, you can also take tours, like, on the actual lake itself. I've have not had a chance to do this, but I would love to. Um, There's like a ton of different boat tours you can take. So there's like the classic um, tour that's on the lake itself. And it basically, it's like a big ferry and I'll take you out the lake. And there's a docent with like, that'll talk you through all the different architectural buildings that you're looking at, like the historic goldness the culturalness <laughs> who designed and all the things um, that you could ever want to know about chicago's skyline and architecture so that's pretty like a popular one i think when i was there i want i was there for work so i didn't have a ton of time and then like they only had like a 9 a.m opening and i had to work so <laughs> could not go there but it's definitely like a classic thing to do if you are more adventurous or you're more like athletic. Um, they have kayaking options and you can kayak through the Ooh. river. The, um, so the river walk. So there's a river that goes through the city and you can either obviously walk on the river walk or you can take a kayak. You can rent, I think. Obviously, I don't know if you would bring your own kayak, but you can <laughs> rent your kayak um, and you can kayak through the river which is super fun. They also have like tours that you can take too, or there's like on the lake, going back to the lake, you can take like a speed boat. Um, so there's like a ton of different cruise boat, kayak, water taxi. There's a lot of water things you can do within the city. And it's really cool because the river is, um, it, it goes right in between these sky rises. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like right down the middle of the city. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like its own little, like, um, you know, Venice, like little gondola ride through the city. Yes. It's really neat. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking of it more like the Sienne in uh, Paris. Yes. Ooh. Paris doesn't have the kind of the skyscrapers 
That right, um, right. But I mean, I guess what I mean is it's it's a river in the middle of the city, and you have mm-hmm. to go to the you know to get to the other side. There's a bunch of bridges, but yeah, you're right. It's, right, it's like a major fixture in the city's landscape. Yeah, right, right. It's not like um, off to the side or just nearby or anything like that. Yeah, and yeah. and um, a lot of those bridges are draw bridges or or like bridges that rise up and down. Are we talking mm-hmm. about Chicago, or are we talking about <laughs> both? Actually, <laughs> we're talking about Chicago. Okay. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's definitely like it's right down the center of the downtown. It's. I wish I had time. Next time I go to Chicago is definitely on like my like the top of my to do list to take some type of river tour or water tour. Totally. Yep. And they dye it green. They do the big um, yeah. St. Patrick's Day every year and dye oh, that river yeah. green. That's a know, big deal. What do, do they actually? Is it just like like what do they dye it with? I don't. Leprechauns and shamrocks. <laughs> yes, I don't know. <laughs> I actually have been there when it was dyed green. Cool. Years ago, and it's 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 kind of like a sickly green. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh. it's not like. I mean, it is. I mean, it's an unnatural green, but you can look at this like, oh no! Does that like run into the lake? Oh, that that sounds. Yes, it like- does run into. Okay. A lake. Oh no! It's a little sad to imagine. You know, it must be some. It's got to be a, a. It's got to be a um, plant and animal safe dye. But when they when I saw it years ago, it was just like, oh. That's a strange color, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just looked it up because I was curious and we need to know. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So how does Chicago dye their river green? Basically, the plumbers union, actually, yeah. they pour <laughs> a crazy amount of what's more or less food coloring into the yeah. river. So food coloring, I guess, is safe enough. That they do yeah. it every year, <laughs> and the plumbers union does it. Okay. <laughs> the, the, okay, let me tell you what the greed is like. It's it's like have you uh, ever seen someone change your radiator fluid, or it comes fresh out of a Prestone bottle, Ugh, and it's like the line, like Ooh. like. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle yeah. slime green. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, it's kind of like a weird fluorescent yeah. kind of green. Yeah, that's kind of the green. It, you know, that's kind of the green that it kind of looks like. You know, it's got that really weird color. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Don't drink it. No. Yeah, stay away from that. <laughs> well, I guess keeping on the theme of Chicago and Wata, um, Wata. One of their biggest draws that isn't hard to find is Navy Pier. Um, I definitely, (laughs) I hesitate to liken it to Santa Monica Pier. Um, But if you like Santa Monica Pier, you would probably like it. Um, It is essentially a pier that goes into the, like, over the lake, over the waterways. And it's like a fun place so they have like a ferris wheel um and it's kind of like they have like shops and stuff and it's it's like its own little destination um and yeah it's cute and it's on the water so i think one of the big draws of chicago is walking lakeside um and seeing it so it's like a one of the bigger destinations for people to visit um it was actually originally known as Municipal Pier when it mm-hmm. opened in 1916. Um, and fun fact, it um, served as a jail for draft dodgers um, during World War II. All right. Cool. Yeah. 
but it's a f- nice little funtivity on the water. That's uh, and if you like go out on the pier too, you have great views of like the city skyline looking back in um, mm. to the uh, what's it called? Just to the land side. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay, before I start mine up, the one thing I want to do a shout out, and hopefully maybe if I do a shout out, we'll get sponsored by them. But um, if you're in Chicago, they do have a city pass option. Oh, nice. So we've talked about this before is city pass is a company that goes and deals with a bunch of museums or local things to do. And they, they'll sell you a, essentially in the past, what I've seen, it was, it was like a coupon book. And when you get the coupon book, it gives you the opportunity to go on into a bunch of places for free. Um, so uh, instead of having to pay um, the admission. So what it does is it allows you to skip the line and you can just essentially bring your thing up, walk in. Um, and it usually saves you. If you go to a lot of the things in the booklet, it will save you maybe about 20 to 30% if you had purchased them individually. So the City Pass in Chicago offers the Shed Aquarium, Sky Deck Chicago, Field, the Field Museum, the Adler Planetarium, or the Art Institute of Chicago, the Museum of Science of and Industry, or the 360 Chicago Observation Deck. And if you are traveling, if you want to go now, all of these things are open right now in Chicago with the exception of the Adler Planetarium. Mm. So, um, so my first one is, I would say, um, go to the Field Museum. Um, the Field Museum is like a natural history museum. And um, I always like to go see natural history museums. They're so cool. You get to see the minerals. You get to see the dinosaur bones, all those types of things. And um, the I would say the big draw for the Field Museum in particular is definitely you got to go see the T-Rex there. Yeah. They got T-Rex. Did you get to see it? I haven't, but I did look at it on the internet and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. <laughs> you were like two blocks away yeah. in the hotel room, you know, like, yeah. night, you know, um, they happens. have, yeah. How many times have you been in the city, especially on work when you had to do that? It's just like oh, you're in a hotel. It's like yeah. you're in a hotel and then you're looking at like, at least I'll look up things like to do that I can do like one when I'm off or mm-hmm. before, even if I can catch before. And it's like museums close at four. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> there goes that. Yeah. I mean, I was, um, you know, I, I've gone to so many places and luck, luckily sometimes I would be able to travel to a city for two weeks in a row. And then on the weekend I would have open. And since I had two days in a row, I would go slam through all the museums or the local <laughs> sites as quickly as possible. Nice. Um, nice. Because yeah. that after five, yeah, things closed. So, um, what else was there? They have a great Egypt. Um, uh, they have a great, great Egypt. You know, sh- show. Um, they have with a, it has a, a type of a tomb in there. Um, they have. Uh, it's funny because they're they're sponsored by McDonald's, but it's a, something called a McDonald's Prep Lab. Oh, um, so. <laughs> You get the to fact that there's a it. lab associated with McDonald's is sketch. <laughs> Wait, I've actually heard about this. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, I think I took like a Lyft or an Uber or something there, and then 
we had like driven past the something about McDonald's and the guy was telling me about it, but I, it was too early in the morning for me to understand what he was saying. Yeah. Well, and then also I always like to see, um, most museums, it usually costs extra, but always go try to check out the revolt rotating exhibitions. So the field museum, I, I can't tell you, I can't remember what was there when I was actually there, but they have an, ex- usually they have one area dedicated to a rotating exhibit and it allows people who live in this, who live locally. Um, you go to the same museum you don't want to see the same thing all the time. And they rotate in exhibits that travel across the nation. And then you can go see something new at your local museum. It's kind of like going to mm-hmm. um, soup plantation and they have a new Rip. salad for the month. RIP. Oh, sure. yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little short uh, thing on the, um, yeah, my spiel, my nice. sales pitch. Nice. <laughs> I love museums. They're always a good go-to. Well, actually, the I think it's the Children's Museum is on Navy Pier. So oh. fun fact. <laughs> okay. Um, bringing it back. So Chicago, you, if you haven't been there, you have probably seen pictures of what people call the bean. It's actually called yeah. the cloud the gate. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, it's called the cloud gate and it's actually, a, uh, it's obviously an art installment um, that was created between 2004 and 2006 by Indian-born British artist Sir Anish Kapoor. And he actually created it because he was inspired by the qualities of mercury. Hmm. Fun fact. I didn't know that. But isn't he like not happy that people refer to it as the bean? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't, I didn't fact check that, but I'm assuming, yeah, yeah as an artist who created this really regal, like, cloud gate, cloud gate, Mercury inspired cloud gate, and then people just come to it and call it the bean. The bean. That's um, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, so the, ble- the bean is actually in the center front ish of what is called Millennium Park. And Millennium Park is pretty big it has a lot of things you can do there uh, most people will go there especially for the bean but if you walk around you'll see a couple other like art installments and then there's a ton to do in millennium park so um if you go towards it's kind of waterfront um so if you go towards the water um there's a garden that you can sit at and kind of just smell the roses see all the flowers um and then if you go towards i'm trying to like navigate myself but if you go like towards the downtown area of within the park then you'll hit like a rock climbing wall and it's actually another fun fact that rock climbing wall is an outdoor wall and it's the first and only climbing park in chicago and it has two 40 foot walls and people climb on it. <laughs> and then right next to that wall, there's a whole ribbon like walkway that you can walk down. It's about a quarter of a mile. And in the winter, it actually supposedly turns into an ice, not a rink because it's not, it's not a circle, but it's like a ribbon. And they'll actually have you ice. You can ice skate down that path. Ooh which is really cool. 
Sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also a ton of, there's like a couple, there's an amphitheater that will do concerts. There's a restaurant in the park too. And I think there's like a, some sort of performing arts center um, in there too. So there's a ton to do in there. And you're like right, obviously, in the middle of downtown. Is, is Millennium Park where they host Lollapalooza? That's a good question. I don't know. I've never done Lollapalooza, much either. to my chagrin. Me too. Um, I feel like it must be, but let's look that up. Yeah. Someone already knows and is annoyed with us, but Grant <laughs> Park. So <laughs> never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Um, Grant Park, just looking. Oh, no. Let me see. How far away is Grant Park from, <laughs> <laughs> from Millennium Park? It is loading. Um, <laughs> Lollapalooza is the Midwest oh. um, Woodstock. FYI. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at the map right now. So what you will see is Millennium Park. And then if you go south, I'm assuming, then you'll hit like right on the southern border of the Millennium Park is the Art Institute of Chicago that we know and love from Ferris Bueller. And oh, then yes. on the other side of the Art Institute is Grant Park. So it's in the same area. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's a ton to do there and it's very pretty and you can just sit and chill. Actually, when I was there, um, I was walking around on like a Saturday morning or something. And then I was like, why are there so many people? Here? Like, I know it's a Saturday, but there seems to be like an extremely large amount of people here. And I realized it was like a Pokemon Go. Like, oh, no. Or something. <laughs> Like they had, um, everyone was like staring at their phones, walking around. Like they all had like their chargers, like the portable chargers hanging out from like their backpacks. And they had like stages and like little sections of Pokemon things that you could go through. Was this the one week when Pokemon Go was everyone's jam? Surprisingly, it was not. It was like oh. the year after. So I was surprised oh. that there were so many people there just Still because going it strong. Had- yeah, <laughs> those are the true Pokemon goers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a fun fact. But yeah, check out Millennium Park and then Grant Park right next to it. Nice. <laughs> well, there are few things as American in America as baseball. And um, the Wrigley Field Stadium, where the Chicago Cubs play, um, is gorgeously American. It was... Um, built in 1914, I believe, for the 1914 opening season. And wait, they broke ground on 1911 and opened, yeah, 1914. And it was like the golden era of baseball. And this um, stadium still just has that charm. It reminds me a lot, too, of um, Boston's uh, Fenway. Fenway. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just... It hasn't updated. So, like, Yankees have their new stadium, so it doesn't feel very old world anymore. To be fair, mm-hmm. I haven't been to a ton, but, like, in L.A., they're just – those ones are newer and whatever. <laughs> um, but Wrigley Field, even if you don't go to a game, just going to the outside of it is so awesome with the marquee that they have. Um, and, actually, that stadium, I think, still has, like, the hand crank or the hand-turning uh, scoreboard. So it, oh. it really wow. feels like um, – baseball as it was like originally done it reminds me a lot of um a league of their own like you feel like it's that era <laughs> yeah I love that movie um at that stadium and that whole um 
neighborhood. It's it's a little north of a lot of your the downtown um, festivities, but that whole neighborhood because it has those games all the time. It's got a lot of fun restaurants and bars and things going on right around it. So I know that um, there are people who will go and even if they're not going to the game, they they hang out you know by the stadium on game days and maybe watch the game from the the restaurants and stuff that are right outside of it. Um, and if you are familiar with Goose Island, that's a sh- local Chicago beer, um, craft beer that everyone seems to drink there. I just remember Goose Island being everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's totally worth seeing. It's like an, it's totally an American landmark and feels very, you know, all American, <laughs> that stadium. So it's definitely worth seeing, even if, you know, if they're not playing or you can't get into a game or anything. And why is it named Wrigley Field? Um, it was after Mr. Wrigley, the gum guy. <laughs> yep. yep. Was, they, they, they took control and it was named after the gum. The well, not Wrigley named gum. after the gum. Named after the same person who created the gum. William the Wrigley, Wrigley gum. Jr. So he bought them <laughs> from Charles P. Taft for about $500,000. Wow. And what else was fun? The original team. Can you guys guess what the original team was? <coughs> their name? Their mascot? No. You'll what? never guess. The no. Chicago Whales. Oh, my God. Nice. There's not even whales in the no. lake. <laughs> Where did this come from? It's fresh water. Yeah. I mean, maybe all- the Chicago bass or you know, <laughs> freshwater bass, but... The Chicago Whales were the professional baseball team there. They played in the Federal League, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but they were also sometimes just known as the Chicago Federals or the Shy Feds. So, And this is to distinguish them from, at the time, also the Chicago Cubs, who now play in that field. Um, and the other baseball team is the Chicago White Sox. You know, the one thing I always like about the field when I'm watching a game on on television is that, that – um, that the walls are covered in ivy. Yes, yes. And and that's what kind of gives it that kind of along with all the brick and stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. like it's covered with ivory. It feels like I don't know. It feels it gives you that sensation of like the 1920s or something, yeah. like right? That. Like it, it it maintained that era when it was built in the turn of the century, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So you really, and, yeah, still feel there. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I'm up. The next one I have is another museum because I do the museums here. Um, first I did the field museum. The second one I'm going to do is the art Institute of Chicago. Um, if you go to the art Institute of Chicago, it's roughly, I think it for adults, it's about 25 bucks for kids, like something like 10 and under it's free. And then it, it goes on up to the adult pricing, you know, um, now, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um but that's why city pass anyways oh, yeah. um, the one thing i want to shout out about wrigley field and um the art institute of chicago it is two major because we did the we did a thing on movies last week on, in la mm-hmm. this week i should mention about uh, my favorite movie that was filmed in chicago and it's uh, or parts of it. Um, Fuller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, yes. a classic in yeah. every way. A classic Chicago movie, a classic youth movie, a classic movie in general. Yep, a <laughs> yeah. coming of age movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he goes to obviously Wrigley Field, and at one point okay. he goes to the Art Institute of Chicago. Um, the Art Institute. I actually went to art school when I was in college originally. Um, what's interesting about the Art Institute of Chicago is it's not just lots of times you go to a city and they have an art museum. The Art Institute of Chicago is actually related to their art school. Hmm. Um, and that's a grand tradition. If you go to places like Oberlin, Ohio, mm-hmm. um, another private school, they have their own art museum and it is related to the art school. Um, it allows the students to see the great art locally and in person. So I'm going to throw out a few of my favorites there. Obviously, the number one thing is um, it's the Syrah. Um, I think it's called a walk. Uh, Syrah, a Sunday on La Grande. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, the, the boating one? Yes, and it's where Cameron yes. looks at the little girl and he's cr- and he cries along. Oh with yes, her. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. Yes, that and one. they zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom yeah. in. Yes, that's Sra. And Sra is famous because he does pointillism, and it's about points of light. Um, other things that are notable to me, um, just because you need to go see these types of things, is they actually. Um, this is the funniest thing. There's there's a very famous Japanese wood block print called the Great Wave. Oh my god! I'm and, actually I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. If we were on uh, video, my t-shirt's the Great Wave. Okay. <laughs> did you? Get I it studied from, that in my Asian art class. I I did not get it from the Art Uniqlo? Institute of Chicago or Uniqlo, <laughs> but I got it in Japan at the airport. Oh, so nice. There is authenticity to it. <laughs> well. The funniest thing is, I actually went to, I forget what the name of it is, but there's like a National Museum of Art in Japan. Mm-hmm. They don't have a print of it up. What? <laughs> Not even I, like, here's this, the originals in Chicago? If you go to the gift shop, they have all sorts of stuff with the wave, but they don't actually have a print of it in. I actually went to Japan to the Tokyo Museum of Art to see it, and they oh, don't have no. one on exhibit. Huh. But in, if you're in Chicago, you can see actually, and of course, there's many prints of this. Mm-hmm. So one of the prints is actually there, and the colors are still excellent. Um, a couple other ones is. Uh, uh, the Child's Bath by Mary Cassatt. There's, um, they have some Picasso, which I was very famous. I believe is from the Blue Period. That he is the old guitarist. Um, there's the Water Lilies by Claude Monet, and those are just amazing. Wow, um, Monets are always the ones I like to sit down and take and spend mm-hmm. ten minutes and look at them yeah. and just study them in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, just to color and squint at them for some. <laughs> Um, I don't know why, but I always squint when I'm looking at them. Uh, American Gothic. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and Nighthawks. Um, Edward Hopper's uh, Nighthawks, which shows um, a bunch of people in a diner in the middle of the night. Usually we see Elvis Presley and Humphrey Bogart in <laughs> modern adaptations of that one, I think. So those are my highlights. Uh, oh, also to go check out the few Andy Warhols that are there, too. Nice. So, bam. Nice. All right. I 
am going to take it kind of similar in the aspect of appreciating art and architecture and talk about Frank Lloyd Wright. So love me, Frank. He's awesome. He is an architect that began his career in Chicago and helped develop the prairie style of design. And he has created beautiful buildings and in the city and in the neighborhoods surrounding Chicago. You can actually go and see his studio and home in Oak Park. And Oak Park is outside of like downtown Chicago. It's like less than 10 miles away. So it's definitely worth a visit. Uh, but Chicago itself is home to like the largest collection of right designed buildings. Um, there's actually a self-guided trail or self-guided tour that you can take through Chicago. Um, and it features 13 of his buildings. So you can wow. walk through. Yeah. I had no idea. That's a ton <laughs> just to walk through. Um, but there's, okay. I'll do a couple highlights of his buildings that you can see. So there's the famous Roby house in yep. that's you can do guided tours for twenty dollars but right now i believe they're closed because of covid but you can do a walk th- virtual walkthroughs on youtube actually like there's i saw a couple videos they have um actually from like the frank lloyd wright trust i think is the uh, account or is that what you call youtube things is the channel's name there we go um and they'll do like five ten minute little walkthroughs of each room of the roby house which is pretty cool um there's also the i feel like i'm gonna just butcher all these names but there's the emil bach house uh which is also very nice it was commissioned by the president of chicago's bach brick company and it was completed in 1915 just before frank lloyd wright moved to japan i guess so you can actually rent this house um out it's definitely it'll cost you some money but um you can rent it out i guess which is cool. There's also, if you don't want to look at a house and you're more into like the city or like public areas, um, you can look in the Rookery Buildings Light Court, which was um, built. This isn't truly, I think it's the, the architecture of the building is Daniel Burnham actually, but they asked Frank Lloyd Wright to help renovate um, the lobby. So it has his touches in there. There's also, obviously, like I said, the home and studio of Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, they did do tours. I'm sure you can find the walkthrough tours on that Frank Lloyd Wright trust or whatever you call the channel on YouTube. Um, there's a ton of things, but they're so beautiful. Just, just looking at pictures outside even. But So I'm sure the inside is even more beautiful. Have either of you done any of the Frank Lloyd Wright things in Chicago? I've no. driven by them. I've been in uh, quite a few Frank Lloyd Wright buildings at one point. Okay. Um, they're really, really interesting. Um, specifically, I've been to Falling Water. Is one I can mention. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when, if you know anything about Frank Lloyd Wright, he was always talking about um, incorporating the buildings with nature, and a lot of the things that you see that look like geometric designs on the windows and stuff like that. Usually those are geometric drawings of local flora. Um, 
also he was much into um, lots of op- you know lots of light in the rooms. Um, it's strange because he always made bedrooms very, very small, which is very contradictory to these days. Everyone wants huge bedrooms. Yeah. He believed bedrooms were where you slept and the, he wanted you out of the bedroom. So bedrooms were small hallways were often claustrophobic because, um, hallways were designed to move you from one area to another. So he made them actually claustrophobic to, um, encourage you to move into an area um, that was designed to hold people. Mm. Um, he often designed furniture also that went along with the um, the houses um, to reflect the nature. Uh, but it also, be- it was, they're very uncomfortable because they're designed after things. For It was designed to look good, but not necessarily feel good. <laughs> so lots of people who bought the houses would... You became friends f- with Frank Lloyd Wright when you had your house designed and commissioned and he would often come back and do kind of, Oh, I'm going to be coming back in town. And everyone would put all of, all of his furniture in the garage or something like that in a storage shed. And Oh my God, Frank's coming. And you would have to take all your furniture out of the house, put it back into the shed and then take, take Frank's furniture and put it back into the house. Otherwise he would criticize you. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, uh, Frank, you, you got to visit these things. So, and he all he also liked to use materials that were local to the area. So, oh, if nice. there was concrete, yeah. yeah, if there's concrete, he usually used like to use concrete made from sand in the local area. If it was made out of wood, it was typically wood from the local area. I'm talking in general general generalizations, but mm-hmm. there okay. you go. Yeah, nice. Check them out. So cool. Well, another kind of art is performance art. And I don't think people realize how huge the comedy and improv scene is in Chicago. This is bigger than New York and LA and everywhere else. I'm sure of it. So um, the really popular um, improv school and performing place, it's called Second City. And that's actually a reference to... Um, a New Yorker reporter back in, I don't know, the 30s or something. <laughs> he died in 63, so it was before that. A.J. Liebling. He referred to Chicago as the second city, meaning it was second to New York in um, culture. So it was actually very derogatory, but Chicago has since really like worn that badge <laughs> as uh, pride. And they refer to themselves. like You hear people refer to Chicago as the second city. So anyways, that's where the improv place gets its name from. But all of your best comedians, I swear, they have all come out of the Second City um, Chicago training area. And that includes, it seems to include all the Canadians, which there are so many Canadians who um, have come in and have been SNL characters. I mean, even the Blues Brothers, uh, like Dan Aykroyd. Um, oh, yeah. So much of that film was filmed in, well, that's why I played the music at the beginning. Yeah. So car wreck. yeah. Right. That was an SNL sketch, right? Yeah. 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 So... I mean, Second City is just the home of great comedy and improv. So, um, so many comedians, can't even list them all, have come out of here. But it's also like a huge um, place for SNL to go scout for more of their... um, Really? Yeah, their cast members and things. But that is just like... like, 
what a fun activity to do like in Chicago to go see like a comedy show. And it would be like the best of what you would get in this country. Um, and I feel like it doesn't get enough attention or people don't realize it. Or you think of New York because that's where Saturday night live is. Um, and LA, you know, does have the groundlings and stuff, but LA has so much more going on. It gets dwarfed. Um, but second city Chicago is totally worth a visit. And that is where you would probably find the next SNL cast member performing. So I recommend. Love it. And that that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Hmm. All right. Debating you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna brush by mine really quick and then I'm gonna I, I think we should go into another subject. Um uh, you know what I'm gonna throw out really quickly if you have time, they have a museum of science and industry. Um the museum of science and industry um is once again, it's a hands-on science museum, which I think is a great place for kids to be able to learn about science and the world around them. Um, they also, I've never seen this anywhere else. Usually I see a science museum of, a museum of science, and then I've seen separate museums of industry where they show you how industry occurred and how things were made in the past. Um, this museum in Chicago is one of the few that I know of, or the only one I can think of, that they blend the two. So inside this museum, they also have full ships and they have all sorts of industry related things. Um, and it's just something to spend a whole day in there and just be at awe of the world that we're in. And then also the things that people can make as um, just can make. And the reason why I'm brushing past this is I think we should talk about if you guys have some experiences, the food there. Yes, I was going to do some honorable mentions. Okay. So, um, starts off then. (laughs) I'm not sure which one to. Okay. I'm going to start. Did you eat the popcorn? No, I did not know popcorn was such a thing in Chicago. (laughs) Okay. So, in Chicago, um, popcorn's a thing in Chicago. And, um, I forget the name of the company. But there's a, there's a couple of companies that actually just they actually have popcorn stores with multiple flavors of popcorn. And when I think of Chicago, there's two things in particular I think of food is I think of the pizza, but I also think of the popcorn. So they got a bunch of locations downtown. One of them is called Garrett's Popcorn. They have the caramel popcorn and all the different flavored popcorns. Sometimes you'll actually see lines going out into the street for people waiting to get popcorn. And I don't think I know of any other place that I've seen that just sells popcorn as a thing. Yeah, right. Um, I think it's the equivalent of if you go to San Francisco, um, Ghirardelli's. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Ghirardelli's yeah. chocolate, you know, yeah. and I thought like, you were going to oh. say like a sourdough place or something. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> I don't even know if there's stores that just sell sourdough, but I thought yeah. that's where you were going. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Pass. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, my foods. I've only been to Chicago once, so all of my experiences about this one time I was there. Uh, but there's three places I will just really quick go through. Um, like Zen said, like, I guess I didn't know popcorn, but pizza. Um, so I don't know where the best pizza or who makes the best Chicago pizza or any of that. But I got pizza at Giordano's. 
Um, That's one of the famous ones. Okay, I was like, it is Chicago's famous stuffed deep dish pizza. But like, I have heard of other people saying, oh, Giordano's is like the tourist trap. You should go to like XYZ. And I don't know where those places are. But (laughs) Giordano's. I feel like is a pretty good representation. The one time I went <laughs> Chicago deep dish pizza, uh, they definitely have a line. So like, reservations or like be ready to wait. Uh, and then the other two places I want to talk about, they're not like Chicago specific, I would say, but I was happy to find them in Chicago uh, right next to each other. It's like right after you walk out of the millennium park and you make a right, there's a Nutella cafe, which was the first one I'd ever seen. Mm. Um, so it's exactly what you think it is. It's a cafe <laughs> of Nutella, <laughs> and you can, the menu is like all Nutella things. Um, you can get like, obviously Sounds- like, Amazing. Yeah. Like Nutella can, meatloaf. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe make it your own. Yeah. Um, they have like Nutella hot chocolate and like you could get just a simple Nutella on toast or they have like crepe. Wow. They have a ton of stuff. So that was really exciting for me. And then I think either around the corner from that or even like upstairs from that is a Nando's. Which cheeky Nando's? Yeah, from I would say UK, but I think we established that it's actually like South African. South African. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, there's a Nando's there, which was very exciting for me. Totally. So should we describe what a pizza in Chicago is like? A Chicago pizza. So the 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 two like notorious pizza cities, right, are Chicago and New York. In Chicago is known for the deep dish, which I personally prefer New York style, but that's just me. You know, the thing with uh, the Chicago pizza, they call it like uh, you hear like a pizza pie. And, and it's, it's, Mm -hmm. if you, I've gone places where it's like, literally they take, it's like a, almost like a pie dish. They put the dough in and they fill it with almost one inch of sauces and meats and cheeses and so it's it's closer to almost like a shepherd's pie where it's just it's a meat filling or whatever it's practically filling. a cake <laughs> yeah it's practically a cake yeah um yeah. if you get it outside of chicago or the illinois area lots of times it's all bread with yeah. like a very thin layer of sauce and like cheese and that's not a deep dish pie that's not a deep dish chicago when you go to chicago it's almost like for lack of better words, it's almost like a lasagna without mm-hmm. the without the um without the pasta stuck in the middle of uh, of a of a pie crust essentially. <laughs> so it's it's really really one slice is a meal. Oh, so. for sure, yeah. You don't need yeah. to get like the gigantic size because it's mm-hmm. a deep dish. Like one slice is probably like three thin slices <laughs> or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it and it's all filling. No, no yeah. bread. No no pasta so any other experiences with italian food it's italian food oh like no or of italian or like italian food in chicago anything like that i don't remember what i ate in chicago ever but i do remember when i lived in new york there was an uno's restaurant and uno's is a chain pizzeria based in chicago (laughs) you know what's Uh, funny about that is I did eat at Uno's in <clears throat> Chicago, but um, when you eat Uno's anywhere in the United States, it's all thick bread with like a thin sauce. If you go to Chicago, 
that was actually one of the few area places I, it's like oh it's actually like a deep dish it was just nearby when i was walking around with a girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and it's just like oh we know this place we do not know other places places and we foolishly went into the chain um we went to other places too but um Uno's is much better in Chicago than it is anywhere else, as far as I'm sure. But it's also like a chain restaurant, so it's got that whole vibe. That that whole the whole thing, yeah, Yeah, whole thing. (laughs) Yes. Any other honorable mentions before we close this down? That's all for me. I don't think so. Yeah, no covered some of the basics yeah i think we got a lot of it so yeah at least a starter for people definitely yeah. a starter for sure all righty so that does it for our chicago episode um thank you so much for making us part of your week we have um if you have any more future topics that you'd like us to discuss be sure to let us know um you can visit our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures around the world interesting articles and more Meet Us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.